Trigger warning, this episode contains discussions on suicide. If you are experiencing any mental health issues, please dial 988. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Politics But Make It Fashion. Come chat with us. Well, tonight it's come chat with me, Amber, because Chelsea is not here this evening. She is away um, in LA on a work trip at her favorite place in the world. Just kidding. <laughs> so um, we miss you, Chelsea. We wish that you were here tonight. Of course, it's always going to be more fun when you're here. So let's see. Um, updates from this week for me. I have been trying to get back into the swing of things after having surgery and completely failing it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've just been um, starting work going back to school and just trying to like get my life together I guess um with everything and it's been um it's been going okay I guess I guess uh school is um school's fine it's just the issue of you know time being an adult being a parent and also trying to like do whatever the doctor tells you to do when they say like rest and stuff um it's so funny because my daughter I told her that I couldn't pick her up and guys she's so small like she's itty bitty so we're talking like 40 41 pounds at the you know at the most now but I told her I couldn't pick her up until uh yesterday she's like can you can you pick me up now are you okay to pick me up now it was so cute so um yeah so um as most of america knows last night was the state of the union address which happens every year annually um for the president to kind of go before congress and also go before the nation and kind of lay out their plan and their ideas for the year while also boasting about things that they have done in the past year or past years that they have been president. Um, It's a pretty long-held tradition, um, and a lot of presidents have given these speeches and you know once television was available they were televised you know um for a long time they were on a radio I think uh one president even did kind of like a press release he was like I'm not coming before you peasants so I'm (laughs) I'm gonna do a press release to to make sure that you get the information so that's kind of just like what it is about and then so whoever the party of the president is um the minority party I guess non-ruling party or however you would say that does a rebuttal and they also normally televise the rebuttal so this year the rebuttal was done by Sarah Huckabee Sanders um who is the governor and as we know her before she was the um press secretary for President Trump and um and more recently come to fame for wanting to remove the term Latinx from any official documents in her governorship. And, um, yeah, so I, I mean, and also it comes on at nine o'clock and 
let me just say it should come on at 7 30 so so that's number one why is it so late like I get it it's later it's you know so that most Americans are home because people work and have to you know do sports and dinner and stuff like that but I just feel like it started super late um so I didn't even get to finish reading watching the um I didn't even get to finish watching the rebuttal and stuff of Sarah Huckabee Sanders because uh, it was so late and so long. So there is some stuff that I kind of just wanted to like pull out and talk about with you guys here today. Um, so fun fact, last night I was like going to do this whole thing and I was going to live stream the State of the Union and I wanted to kind of live chat about it while it was live, you know, happening and, um, you know, talk about outfits, talk about policies being made, you know, the whole show of everybody standing up to clap, which I find very annoying. Um, you know, the different families that are represented, um, in different places that they have come in, um, like Tyree Nichols, um, the young man who was just killed by the Memphis police department, his parents were there and, you know, the, you know, the president will have them stand and everybody, you know, claps for them and kind of talk about, you know, whatever issue it has and things like that. So that's kind of just the showmanship of, of it all. Um, all the clapping and stuff. I mean, I, I don't know if you, you, everyone probably remembers when Nancy Pelosi, like ripped the paper behind Trump, like, you know, just very dramatic and everything like that. So, um, the Republicans a couple times were yelling out and being pretty disruptive and stuff. Um, I'm pretty sure it, like it was, um, it wasn't everybody. And I think that for the most part, people seem to really, um, like, as far as me watching the audience, like what I got from watching the audience, it seems like a lot of people seem to be pretty like, okay with what president Biden was saying or kind of what was going on. It wasn't like everybody was like super angry and pissed off the whole time. So, um, yeah, so that was good. And there's a couple times that Kevin McCarthy and stuff would, you know, stood up and clapped and everything he had on a nice pink tie. Um, so, you know, and um, Kamala Harris was behind Biden. She had on um, like this whole maroon suit with like these maroon ruffled blouse thing. I didn't really like it. I felt like the color kind of washed her out a little bit. But um, guys, that's neither here nor there. So some of my um, things I wanted to point out is he talked about supporting American veterans and their families. So uh, some of the stuff that happened previously in 2022, the VA processed 101.7 million claims. And I believe that's the most VA claims that they've ever processed before, which is good. And you know what? They need to, and they don't need a pat on the back for doing literally their job and honestly kind of the bare minimum. So um, also it's really ridiculous that veterans have to like prove that they're injured and disabled and stuff like that after being in the military and serving their country. Um, like the process is just really ridiculous that you have to like jump through hoops to say like, well, I was on an aircraft carrier and I stood and watched planes take off and land every day for nine months out of the year, you know, 17 times. And I can't hear, you know, like, okay, obviously, 
Um, they issued $128 million, billion dollars in benefits, and those benefits were distributed to 6.1 million veterans and survivors of veterans. So, um, he talked about reducing veteran suicide. Um, according to the VA, there's been 71,000 suicides since 2010. So the VA and the Department of Defense say that the number of veteran suicides has gone down to 17 a day from 22 a day. Um, but uh, there was another study shows showed that veteran suicide actually went up. I'm trying to find it real quick because y'all y'all know I didn't have the study name pulled up and I thought about it like <laughs> the whole time and I was like I really need to make sure that I write that down but um let me see I just want to find out like who did the study for you guys um yeah we'll figure that out so the, the VA and Department of Defense say that the number went down. Um, studies show different. There was a study that released, was released last year that said that if you account for um, overdose deaths of veterans, that that number is actually 44 a day. So that one, you know, we'll put like asterisk next to it. Um, there have been $10 million, million worth of program to provide federal resources for states um to help with veteran suicide um they're also trying to help improve resources um for veterans that are actually at risk of suicide so they want to um be able to identify people faster counsel um like state and uh stage interventions and have safe safe storage for veterans weapons and and different things like that um veteran treatment court is something that is really really big around here in NEPA um here in this area we have um one of the highest rates of veterans in the world um and in like the U.S. um but we also have the highest rate of veteran suicide here in this area as well so veterans court is something that help veterans get treatments like when kind of like when your mental health issues like your PTSD cause you now to have um, problems with like the police and the court system. Veterans Court is kind of there to help treat whatever issues like if you have um, substance abuse issues to help you get the treatment you need for that and also give mitigating circumstances to the fact that you know you're a veteran you're going through some stuff and you know you're you're seeking help and you're trying to come out a better person on the other side so i think that's really great um because when you are already dealing with depression and suicide and anxiety and things like that and then on top of that you make a mistake and you screw up and do something you know stupid and now you're in the even worse predicament and situation and stuff than kind of you were in before which is crazy um, so there are 75 grants to provide legal services to those who are unhoused or at risk of being unhoused. Um, I think that obviously they need more grants than that, um, because that just doesn't seem like enough for the whole United States. Um, veteran suicide has gone down by 
eleven percent. Um, twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty two, they housed forty thousand veterans in twenty twenty two. So, um, also last year, the PACT Act passed, which I am happy that I was able to be a part of helping that. And I think that is one of the most important um, recent legislations to help veterans that that we've had because it gives um presumptions of illnesses and there's a whole list that you can look up um if you look up the pact act um and basically there's a whole list of illnesses and stuff that they will presume that you have due to you being in a certain area of operation and being exposed to burn pits so like toxic air and toxic fumes and um toxic gases and stuff like that so it is um it's something that's really really important and if there's any veterans that are out there listening there is a pact act um registry that you can register for so definitely make sure that you go and register for that as well um also i remember now (laughs) the study was done by america's warrior partnership program and it was done with university of alabama and duke university and they reviewed census death data from 2000 to 2018 from eight states and found thousands of cases of suspected or confirmed suicides had not been included in federal calculations So, if those figures were to be repeated across other states, then this would push the veteran rate of suicide from the now 17 a day that came out in 2022 from the VA and Department of Defense to at least 44 veterans a day dying. So, that is um, what this new research has shown. So, something else that happened this year, um, last year from the federal government that I am also very proud of is the 988 um, emergency number, which is available. And if you're a veteran, you can press one to receive a mental health help. Um, if you are in mental health crisis and you need somebody to talk to or feel like you don't have anywhere to turn, this is such a great um this is such a great program and because it's it's all encompassing so it's like the same number everywhere for everybody and it makes it really really easy um something else that happened um while president biden has been president is that reproductive care for female veterans has changed and that now includes um you can freeze your eggs um there is also um abortion available and counseling and things available as well so those things weren't available for to female veterans through the va and i think it's really important that we have better female health and female mental health programs and stuff because i think that female veterans are a specific breed and um you know they're gonna need specialized help And also from being a female veteran and and talking and working with a lot of female veterans, especially ones that have suffered from MST, which is military sexual trauma, is that they don't want to be seen by male doctors or be in an office with a ton of just male veterans. And so having these like female veteran health departments and agencies and stuff like that is is really good and and really helpful. Uh, We have one here 
in Wilkes-Barre, we have a women's clinic and it's um, probably one of the best VA clinics and stuff I think that they have available. Um, you know, you have female doctors and female like um, like nursing nurses and um, physicians assistants and stuff like that. So it's it's nice. Um, also, something else that was mentioned that I thought was really, really interesting. It said how damaging social media is to kids' mental health. Um, and I think that's something that we just don't really talk about enough is the fact that, like, adults, you know, we struggle with um, self-image and, and all of those things, self-esteem and and stuff that come from you know, comparing yourself to other people, especially through social media images and everything like that and how that can really affect kids and kind of how they see themselves and, and perceive themselves. So I thought that was, um, interesting. And the overdose deaths and poisonings have decreased for five months in a row. Um, we have a long way to go with the opioid and fentanyl, um, crisis that we have here in this country going on right now. So that is good news, but um, still more needs to be done. If you would like to read the full transcript, you can go to whitehouse.gov. Um, before they do the State of the Union, they normally post like a kind of like cheat sheet of things that the president is going to go over and uh, the topics that they're going to hit. And then after they upload the transcripts and stuff like that. So I think it's really always, always super important to kind of go to the source and look for yourself and see what was actually said. Um, you know, cause I've seen today some people posting some things about, um, the state of the union and, and different things like that. And I was like, this is as somebody who sat and watched the whole thing after nine o'clock at night, y'all, like, I was like, okay, but what we we can talk about a lot of stuff, you know what I mean? And but, like, we're not going to just make up stuff or just say stuff that he said that he didn't say. And and that's frustrating and annoying because I'm like, I sat and watched it. Did you watch it? No, I'm not going to watch that crazy man talk. Okay, well, then then if you didn't watch what he said, then where are you getting this information from? You're taking somebody else's information and passing it on as fact instead of, like, and I'm not telling you that you have to sit and watch it because Lord knows, but you can also go online and look it up and, and look at the transcript. Um, while Trump was president, I actually found this out that you can pretty much get the transcripts to all the speeches um, because I found for me personally, that was the easiest way to be able to watch and try to figure out what he was talking about is by reading the transcripts and stuff like that. So then you can just see, you know, don't go by people's talking points and stuff like that, because I'm telling you y'all, sometimes the clips and stuff that they make just make it seem so ridiculous. And you're like, that's not even, um, what it was like there, somebody had, I had seen, and they were talking about how he, you know, oh, he can't talk. He stumbled through the whole thing. And I'm like, yeah, he, he has a stutter, which everybody knows, like, that's not really a secret. So there's a couple times that he stuttered, but I'm like, he's fine. He was talking. Yeah. He's super old. Um, and yeah, there's definitely been times that he has not been, um, saying sentences that were complete, but like, I was just like, okay, I watched the whole thing. He talked for like an hour and and 20 minutes and it was fine guys. So like, let's pick apart the stuff that, that we should pick apart. Um, 
you know, let's criticize the stuff that can be criticized and let's, you know, and let's just not make up stuff that really didn't happen, especially when there is enough to criticize a lot of people about. There's enough to criticize Biden about without making up all kinds of other things as well. But I thought that as far as the speech went, like himself, I think that he did a good job. Um, I don't think that he is the best speech giver and the best speaker, but I think for him, I think he did well. He looked tan, um, so he looked healthier. Um, I think that he looked fine. Obviously, y'all, I mean, come on now. When we have people representing us who are 975 years old, there are things that, like, you can't, that you can't hide that are just gonna be there. And, you know, people having issues with cognition and speech and looking old or looking sickly and stuff like that. That's stuff that happens when you're in your 80s. So sometimes it's like, yeah, there are criticisms of of him. And I think too of President Trump and of uh, Hillary Clinton because they're all like the same age, you know, are valid because they're all, you know, of a certain age and things like that. But I digress, guys, because I'm not trying to sound ageist. Um, you know, I'm just, I just think that they're, man, if there's stuff that you can't do once you're a certain age and you have to retire, um, then I think that should be for, um, people who are representing us as well. So, um, there were some other funner things that have happened than that. Um, obviously the Grammys happened. And no, I did not watch the Grammys. I do watch the red carpets and like live shows before. Obviously, I'm normally online because I'm posting pictures of the clothes because I love the clothes. But some stuff that um, came out was Viola Davis um, became an EGOT. So I believe she is the fourth black woman, um, I think, to win an EGOT. Beyonce won uh, three Grammys as well. So she has a ton of Grammys. So there was, of course, a lot of Beyonce hate going on and and everything like that. But um, the the conservatives were up in arms about the Grammys due to um, apparently they felt like Sam Smith and Kim Patras. um, Kim is a singer. I hope I'm saying her last name right. But she sings a song with Sam Smith called Unholy. And she is a transgender woman. And they did kind of a whole, like, hellscape scenery thing um, with, like, red. I think Sam might have little horns or something. I don't know. So, you know, the conservatives were up in arms about it being satanic and, you know, the satanic rituals and and all of that. What are we teaching the children and stuff um, and everything? So for, for me, for that, the only thing I can just say is just, like, everyone doesn't believe the same thing so if you look at something and due to your faith you say like oh this is satanic this is wrong and somebody else says oh i love this artistic representation and i like this song like that's okay because not everybody believes in satan and believes in hell um you know and not all christians believe in it like the the common cultural hell um vision that kind of we all have when we think about it is very western and very evangelical so um uh, there's even other sects uh, sects of christianity 
that do not even believe in hell in like that that sense so just a little fun um okay guys so we had talked about a bunch of times about what happened in North Carolina with the power grid so there is a crazy thing out of um Baltimore um federal authorities say neo-nazi Sarah Beth Clint Daniel and Brandon Clint Russell and y'all know people with the three names come on now like my true crime people y'all know um plan to destroy the Baltimore power grid the two plan to inflict maximum harm on the power grid with the aim to completely destroy Baltimore the assistant attorney general for national security said that driven by their ideology of racially motivated hatred the defendants allegedly schemed to attack local power grid facilities. And that's something that obviously I was wondering, and um, I had my co-host Joseph on here as well the first time, I believe we talked about the North Carolina um, terrorist attacks on their power grids. And we wondered if this was something that was nationwide, if this was something that they were all kind of like working together to do and working together to... um, make happen across the u.s and i also kind of wondered if they were trying to do this in areas that would inflict more pain on black people the north carolina thing kind of left like that aspect of it a little questionable because it's um because like where that area is there is a military base and so the military does have a lot of minorities in it so that could have been it but as far as just the area down there it's relatively white area so that was kind of So that made it kind of weird. Um, But various extremists have recently attempted to destroy a number of electrical facilities across the country. In the last three months, people have attacked at least nine substations in Nevada, Washington, Oregon, North and South Carolina. The attacks resulted in massive power outages for tens of thousands of people during the electrical grid's vulnerability two um domestic terrorism is most often happened in the winter months so like you know people were affected by this in the winter when it's cold and people need heat and hot water and all of those things like that so uh guys honestly that's really scary so i um this stuff that i was reading today came out from the huffington post so you can definitely check that out with that because um yeah that was it's such a a scary thought that there is like a couple of people who would do something like this that you know there's a couple of people who would go out and say i'm gonna attack a power grid because yay you know white people and then it's it's for me a total another thing when you have just a whole groups and groups of people that are spread out that are all kind of conjoined and and coming in and doing all these things and stuff like that so that is just really 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 weird um but yes (laughs) oh my goodness so this thursday coming up um here in northeastern pennsylvania it's gonna be on wvia but um in other places it's gonna be probably on like pbs or the pbs affiliate but it is the mind over matter series um veterans wounded within And I was lucky enough to be a part of this wonderful, wonderful program. Um, And 
a friend of mine, Kelly, um, she has a she is founded a journalism company called focus focus journalism and she is an emmy award winning um storyteller and she is so amazing and she just did such a great job with um filming my interview and and really getting to the heart of kind of the issues and and wvia did such a great job of really focusing on veterans and and talking to them about their issues and showcasing it in such like in such a beautiful way so if you guys get a chance i know that they're going to be re-showing it um a bunch of times but um this thursday at 7 p.m it's going to air for the first time so definitely definitely check that out and if you are listening to my voice right now, I want you to go and subscribe to Politics But Make It Fashion wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, you guys can also support us by subscribing to us and um, following us and things like that. That really helps us out. Leave a comment. Definitely like and share um, our podcast and stuff with your friends and families. I just got in today some new merch for the podcast. So I have some new stickers that I got made from Machine Studios. Shout out to Machine Studios. Um, They're really a great group of people and I've worked with them. This is my second time ordering merch for the podcast through them for stickers and stuff like that. So I am super excited. These stickers that I just did have um, our scan code on them. So like you can scan code the thing or whatever. So I think that's really cool. So definitely guys go out and follow us on TikTok and Instagram. And next week we will be back on Wednesday late night with an all new episode. And Chelsea will be back joining us. So I hope everybody has a safe week. And thank you for joining me. Chat soon. Politics, but make it fashion. I love it. I just listened to episode 16. It's always funny, light, and so crazy. I love you guys. All right. Thank you. Bye. One of your favorite listeners. Bye.